previously on Heritage. What the... What What was that? What's going on? What's, what the what's happening? Calvin, are you okay? Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, I need to sleep. Hey, Mr. Overman, I've been saving room for those burgers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. I'm sorry, Mr. Overman. I guess I'm just out of it or something. Hey, you don't need to apologize to me. You're fine. Yeah, you don't have to be out here hanging out with us. You can just go lay down. I I'm know you're sure tired. you'd love for that... me to do that, right? Like, that'd be fine. Just not No, me I around. wouldn't love for you to go do that, but I'm just worried about you. You don't have to worry about us. I mean, me. Me? Us? We see everyone enjoying themselves in the Overman's backyard. Mr. Overman flips a burger with flair onto a plate and hands it to Chunk, who is listening to Kylie's father, the Albatross, recount a story of his glory days. And we see Doug sitting with his mother under the porch lights, listening as she describes ways that Doug can use his newfound psychic abilities. And then we see Kylie look up at the night sky in the backyard as she is standing in the grass while sipping the last of her Capri Sun absent-mindedly. She slips her hand into her purse and feels her deck of cards. She remembers the diner, the pancakes, and doing her reading for Calvin, and the card he chose, the reversed chariot. And then her body tenses. She thinks of him, and in her mind, she sees a flash of green and a crooked smile, ooze dripping from the lips. <gasps> Calvin? And then it happens. The walls of the Overman home creak before shattering from the force of being completely filled with expanding dark green bubbling ooze. This sludge tears through the home as it swallows the floor, expanding out. And through the explosion, we see Doug's younger sister, Elaine, just scream as she is flung along with debris into the air, her white nightgown, just this stark contrast to the black sky. Mr. Overman bursts forward, catching her in his arms as this multicolored barrier forms around the two. And we see a vein, arms extended, casting this forth. And then back in the chaos, we see the albatross step in front of his daughter, placing an arm in front of her as he looks forward towards this monster, which stands 20 feet high, and it's this bubbling pool of shifting ooze just spreading across the backyard, and at the center is just part of it pulling up into this pillar, which forms into the vague shape of a torso, and it goes up, and we see two arms just constantly forming with bits falling off down into the puddle, which move their way back up the body in this cycle, just feeding into itself. And at the top, the head of this monstrosity, it bobs and convulses side to side as it scans everyone in the backyard with this sickening combination of a sense of recognition and a vacant unwavering stare. Calvin. Who gets hit? Oh my god. Excuse me? Excuse me? What? Oh my god. Oh, shit. Um, 
Does does Toxin ask me this question, or do I do, do I just outwardly say who I pick? I don't think you even say it. I think it's the first I, name that comes to mind. Well, here's what would happen. Calvin doesn't know who he would think of, but the first person he thinks of, not to hit, but just the first person he thinks of is Chunk. Because Chunk said, you know, if you need a punching bag, I can be that. And I'm not saying that I wanted to hit him, but I'm not saying that Toxin would misconstrue that as the first person that I would want to hit. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So in other words, like, he's he's the person... Aw, boo. I, Rich, I hope you don't... I. Aw. No, I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> let me... Let me rephrase the question. Okay. And see if it changes the answer. Who is the person Calvin would most want to hit? Would that, if that was the case, it would be... Doug, because of the short-lived nature of their relationship and the tumultuous aspects of it that have come, you know, the violence that is sort of predicated throughout the entire thing. Just just based off of Calvin's insecurities and uh, just sort of the violence that is sort of lived within their relationship. I, it would have to be that. Just that in, instinctual first decision, yeah. I did not expect that I'd have to hit my friends today, but here we are. Here we are. Doug, what's going through your mind right now? So you're seeing your home ripped apart and your parents have have sort of jumped past you to go help out your sister, Elaine, and you are standing in this yard what are you thinking? I th- I think Doug's shocked. I don't think he's thinking much. I don't think he's acting. I don't think he... I don't think this situation could have ever happened in his mind. Like, this is his home. He's here. His dad's here. His mom's here. Like, all these, all these super-powered people are in one place. Almost, like... I want to say untouchable, but very powerful. And it'd be crazy for someone to attack us. I think he's shocked. I don't think he's really doing anything. As you're standing there in this state of shock, you you see this creature, this bubbling ooze form into this towering fist. And it's just moving in slow-mo as you see it just arcing right towards you. And then you feel the impact and it just crushes you and you are pushed back with this arm carrying you until you are caught in between this fist and a tree and that tree just crumples and splinters and you're pushed through it and knocked down onto the ground and as you look back up you see that fist just sort of continue up into the sky and pull back onto this shape Toxin says, Well, boy, how did that feel? Um, it's not right. But it felt good. (sighs) We've only just begun. At this point, it's now anyone's turn. Um, speaking more to Chunk and Doug. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to hold in this tray of hamburgers that uh, Mr. Overman was flipping. I'm just going to (laughs) like down these hamburgers because I'm still in like, I'm not in big chunk form right now. I'm kind of in skinny chunk mode at the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm going to smash these hamburgers and uh, just bolt on over to Doug and roll defense to try to um, see if I can defend, defend my boy. Um, it's going to be, that's actually going to be an 11. Ooh. I think probably what I'll end up doing is I'll, um, I'm going to add plus one team to the pool. So I'm just going to rush over there and like 
use this hamburger energy to to pick up this tree and kind of throw it off Doug and just be like, "Hey, hey, Doug, are you are you okay? are you okay? Hey, are you there? Hello? Yeah, Doug, how many fingers well, am I holding yeah. up? Yeah, I don't. Um, what is that chunk? Wow, that hurt. I, is this one of yours? Do you know? Do, I don't know anything. Is That's this an, my an Overman sub supervillain? Is this a? Oh, I don't know. I've never seen anything like that. Okay, okay, all right. Let's go, Chunk. Let's do it. All right, I'm I'm gonna follow your lead. We gotta try to find Kelvin and let's let's get, let's get this thing out of here. And Doug rips off his Adidas sweatshirt, and underneath is the Mister America uniform. Yes. Yes. How does that look? How is Doug looking in his new super suit? He looks fucking good. <laughs> what What does the the suit look like? So his old super suit had the the Iron Defender emblem in the center, but the new one is as a white star on a blue background, and then uh, he's got. He's got his awesome utility belt that he had before, but it's red, and his boots are red. It's like the underlying color is blue, the accents are white, and then the the secondary layer is red. Uh, and he does have definitely has a half cape because I just think that's cool. And uh, yeah, his big his his big muscles look real nice. Heck yeah, it's very intimidating. Mm-hmm. Chunk's gonna see Doug do that and be like, "Whoa." I, I haven't seen the new suit up close. I, li- I like what you've done with it. I like the new... This is good. I'll fanboy later, though. I'll follow your lead, Mr. America. Calvin, you're watching this play out in front of you, almost with a haze over your view, and you just hear Toxin right next to you just place a hand on your shoulder and say, Immediacy. No longer the scared boy hiding behind jokes hiding behind you. He doesn't need you anymore, Calvin. No one does. Wait, where, where's Kelvin? Where's Coolvin? Who, who are you? Why, I am Toxin, and I'm here to help you see the world for what it truly is. A vile land full of liars, chameleons, Monsters. All are seeking how best to make use of you. You have nothing to fear, boy, for we are fear. When we're finally through with them, nothing will remain. Doug, what'd you do? You know what? I think he's going to just like start running, like jogging into a run and then he just like leaps once hits the ground and just blasts off towards him into a like a like just this big power hit and he's going to take both fists clamp them together and just try to hit him across the face with both hands okay roll directly engage a threat 2d6 plus danger ouchie my pp that's a four oof um that's a four Doug, you go to run and you pull back your fist to just slam into this thing and you hear no and then you just slam up against nothing and you see this energy sort of arc where you had hit and there is this barrier that you're familiar with because this is something that you can do and when you punch into it it kicks back fiercely and you are propelled back down into the dirt and when you look up 
you see Kylie holding her hand out as if she was the one who just placed this there. She looks, she's just looking directly at this creature and she turns her head to the side and you hear her say, Calvin? And then you feel this fist just slam down into you, pushing you deep down into the dirt. And it's like this blast is created around you as you are just forcefully pushed about five feet down into the ground. And uh, so you feel that and take take a condition. What do you take? Um, I think I'm a little angry because what the fuck, Kylie? I guess, yeah, seeing, seeing all this, I'm going to assume it's going to take a lot more than that to take out Doug. Uh, I'm going to get this tree that has fallen over and I'm going to use, oh man, I do not have much energy to use. I'm going to spin with this tree in my hands. Like I'm holding like a battering ram and then I'm going to, I'm going to throw it. I want to see if I can throw it and also hold on to it, but that doesn't make sense. But this is superhero stuff, so I'm going to say it makes sense. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And kind of use it to, like, slide up this thing's arm to try to get, like, behind it. Uh, which would be... Is that provoke? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's say provoke. Yeah. Oh, it's provoke? Okay. Oh, gosh. So I've got four, five. I've got a six. If I could use the team I just added to the pool, I'd be able to succeed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so you choose, I guess this would be either you, Cameron, or you, Cam, choose one of these. Let's have Cam choose. Okay. So, Cam, the choices are you can choose one on this. You stumble, and they're going to take a plus one against you. You basically make a big mistake and they gain an opportunity, or you overreact. I would absolutely say that Calvin overreacts. How does Calvin overreact? Um, while Kylie was looking at Calvin, um, Toxin was speaking to him, and Calvin couldn't take his eyes off of Kylie as she was looking up into this and once Chunk came through and rolled up his arm and hit the this this beast toxin it broke concentration with that and there was like a moment of peace for a second there and this just enraged Calvin and instead of toxin reaching out to attack this time Calvin does and he, uh, can I ask what kind of like things Toxin can do? Is there anything like particularly anything that like elementally that he's like sort of, uh, predicates? Uh, elementally, um, I would say like degradation. It's so, like um, uranium. You have some, yeah, you have a lot of things that can just kind of tear things apart. So you have a lot of brute force, mm-hmm. but you also have the more sort of elemental side to it, which would be, I guess, more of like an acidic or sort of toxic nature uh-huh. um, coming from coming from like the idea of ooze or poison or anything that would sort of tear something apart over time. So I, I overreact and as I spin around to essentially exude this immense amount of radiation you can't actually see it It, it, it's almost as if it's uh well it is invisible but you can sort of see the waves sort of fluctuating through the air and there's just this beam of it sort of skewing across part of the neighborhood and i think what happens in this overreaction is i turn to look at chunk on the backside of my body or on this on this beast and this radiation ends up accidentally missing and focusing down on Kylie's home. Mm. If you'll allow that. Yeah, you see that 
Yeah, 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 for sure. You see that radiation just beam right over there, and you watch as very quickly the paint starts to peel off and the wood starts to rot and things just sort of start to crumble and impact onto itself. And this home is just degrading. And Toxin grabs grabs your head and turns your view back down on Chunk and Doug, keeping you locked in. And you can kind of see Kylie out of the side of your view, but he's just holding your head with just a disgusting amount of force. And you just feel his long nails on the top of your head just digging into you. And he says, Unnecessary distractions. It may be 10 years, 20 years from now, or it could be tomorrow. You are destined to be a burden to her. One day, she will wake up and realize that she is better off without you. And just like that, poof, fetish gone from her mind, never to wander the halls again. She won't give you a second thought unless she needs a good laugh. You think she needs a lost puppy nipping at her heels, begging for scraps of attention? She can get anyone's attention that she wants. She is beautiful, powerful. You are broken, scared, and scattered. Your worth is nothing. Now focus! Focus on what must be done. Um, can I take control of this form? Am I, like, in the driver's seat right now? To an extent? So he's telling you that, like, don't let her distract you. And after he says that, he pulls off a little bit of the tension on your head. Almost as if to see if you're listening. If you look over towards her, what do you do? But he still has his hand hovering over you, ready to grab down back again. What do you do? Where do you look? I turn to look to Chunk. You feel his hand sort of let off. Punching back. We'll put that to the test. And I raise an arm and form this sort of solidified formation of like obsidian, if you will, that looks like a hammer. And I just essentially slam down onto Chunk as hard as I can. Ouchie. What do I roll? Roll Unleash Your Powers. Okay. Uh, that's a nine. All right. On a nine, you can mark a condition or the GM's going to tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. Um, I'm going to mark a condition. I think anger has got to be the first one that I'm going to go with in this situation. Isn't that one of the first parts of uh, grieving? It's anger. Mm-hmm. Doug, as you're sort of crawling out of the ground, you see your dad ushering over towards you, and you're off in the distance. Your mother is just carrying your sister away. They are just kind of leaving the scene, and your dad lands down next to you and reaches a hand down to grab you and pick you back up, and he pulls you up. Doug, what the hell's going on here, bud? Dad, I don't, I don't know what this is. Is this, does this thing look familiar to you? Is this a villain I don't know about? What, what is this? It's destroyed the house. I've never, I've never seen anything like this. You hear 
Kylie. I don't think that thing ate Calvin. I think that thing is Calvin. What? That that thing is Calvin? Yes, I don't know. I I just I can feel him in there. I don't know if he's just in there or what, but just look at him. And as you look at this creature, it's it's very hard to tell to get any sort of semblance off of it because it's constantly dripping and reforming but as you're sort of looking at the face if you're just staring at it for a while you'll see flashes of features that you would recognize as Calvin's face and then it's sort of quickly wiped away in this slop that drops down onto the ground and pulls right back into itself it's a really cool description too. <laughs> um uh, Dad, I listen, I, I could use your help, but I really think you should get mom mom and Elaine out of here. Make sure they're safe and then come back. You gotta make sure they're okay, Dad. You gotta. Your dad He He gets this face like he's just about to say something and his hand raises up. And he stops. And he nods. All right, Mr. America. You got this. <laughs> and then he blasts That's off. so cool. Both Adam and Doug get chills when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Cameron, you're going to tell me how I'm going to do this. Uh, I hear Kylie saying that that's Calvin. She can feel it. He's in there somewhere. So I'm going to look back at the blob, and I'm going to close my eyes, take a deep breath in. And on the exhale, I think all sound stops. And it's just silent. And when I open my eyes again, there's this purple energy surrounding them. And I want to try to do what my mom has done a million times and I want to try to mimic it and I want to try to get inside that thing's head. Ooh. Okay. Roll. Unleash your powers. I'm angry so that doesn't affect it. Okay. Come on, baby. I got a four and a six. Yeah, baby! <laughs> I've got zero to freak right now. Whew. So when I exhale, like, just it's silent. And he's, the camera just zooms in on Doug's face. When he opens his eyes, they're purple. Kelvin. And when you say that, you realize that you are in this dark, vast void. And standing in front of you almost as if they're looking through a screen. You see the back of Calvin McMillan with this fatherly arm over the shoulder, this nine-foot-tall, towering, jagged creature. And he turns his head, and he looks at you. What do you do? Calvin looks or the creature does? The creature does. I just, just trademark Doug Overman, blast off and punch him in the face. Okay. I'm just going to have you roll again. Okay. For directly engage a threat. I'm not afraid. Okay. That's an 11. Plus one. That's a 12. I started off with a fail. I'm, okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and pick two from the list and describe it to me and I'll respond. I want to frighten the opposition. I want this thing mm. to know that I'm Mr. America and I do not appreciate him fucking with my friends. And I would love to create an opportunity for my ally Mr. Calvin there. You leap forward, and as you do, 
Calvin, you turn and you see Doug. And he just collides into Toxin and just punches him just right in the face and he collapses down onto the ground almost as if you sort of hit against this where this screen is that you're viewing everything from like toxin slams into it and then is just pushed down onto the ground and you see him looking frail and feeble and he's sort of twitching and he swipes up at you Doug with just this weak swipe Stay away from her! She is mine! And you are nothing but another empty ovum and promise. You've stepped in a shoe that's bigger than you could ever fill, so why don't you get down on the level where you belong? And he tries to grab at your ankle and pull you down to have you fall on your back, but he just, he can't even seem to make that happen. Could I, could I say something for my create an opportunity for your allies thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Doug, like, dodges out of the way of that, like, that grab from Toxin, and he looks back at Kelvin. Kel- Kelvin, are, are you are you okay? Are you with us? What's going on, man? You, you've hurt Chunk. You've, you've almost hurt Kylie. C- get it together. Come on. Calvin turns his attention to Doug, but not inside Calvin's head. He turns his attention to the physical form of Doug out in the yard. And that hammer, he swings down onto Doug as well. Oof. (laughs) I'm even going to take that opportunity to attack me or to fuck off. Only reason I'm saying that is because I think that um, Toxin's got his sort of his teeth sunk in deep right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Dang, I love that. Okay. Go ahead and roll, Cam. Go ahead and roll. Unleash again. I'm assuming. Unleash. Yeah, unleash your powers. I think. That's a twelve. Oh, oh my gosh. It's a five, four, and a two, or three for those listening at home. You heard, you heard Toxin tell Doug to get down on the level where he belongs. And you shape that hand into this hammer and just slam him again down into the dirt. And then again, and then again. And Doug, you feel yourself pulled out of this as your concentration breaks and just immense pain is shooting through you. And you look up as this hammer comes up again and then it hits you and you're pushed down another five feet into the ground. You're 15, 20 feet down in your backyard. And you're in this hole that's been created. And then you see the hammer turn into a hand. And then you see it almost disappear out of view. And then you see something come back into view as you look up and you see that hand pushing the dirt around this hole directly down on top of you. (laughs) Man. And you can't breathe. I'm assuming I should mark a condition. Yes. I'm afraid. Chunk, what do you do? I'm on the other side of a toxin right now. Yes. Oh boy. How big is how big is toxin? House is destroyed. Bigger than house? Size of house. Yeah, bigger. Uh, yeah. No, wait, uh, hold well, on, hold on. Here, his name no, 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 is, no, no, let me rephrase his, that. His name is Houseman now. It's not Toxin. Just to <laughs> be clear. That's the elemental power I have now. I, Dude, you spoiled the finale. Like, Come on. I, I was going to make you into a house that everyone could live in. Live inside of um, me. <laughs> you're just smart <laughs> <Yeah>. house? <laughs> um, when Toxin 
toxin expanded and shattered the house. And when that happened, you saw the creature reform and toxin now is maybe about 20 feet wide, uh, 20 feet tall sort of thing. Um, Taking up a massive amount of space is pretty big. And then he's burying Doug with this still obsidian hand. Yes. All right. Well, I mean, that's the only part of him I can imagine hurting. So I'm just going to launch at that arm and directly engage a threat, I'm assuming. Yeah. All right. Three, four, five, six, seven. All right. On a seven, pick one. All right. I'm going to... I'm going to take something from them, uh, and I want to take this obsidian arm, and if I can, just, like, have it snap. Snap, crackle, and pop right off. But then if that if that happens or not, like, I'm skinny boy mode, so this isn't big, squishy chunk who can take a hit. This is very normal me throwing myself hard into this thing and then probably just hitting the dirt. Yeah. Okay. Um... All right, I, I think the way that this sort of happens then, because it's a mixed success, you are able to do this. So you're launching yourself at this arm and it's extended outward. So you're able to just sort of project yourself using a bunch of force to to connect into, I think almost sort of where the elbow would be. And you just break clean through it. But when you do that it you feel it it tears apart so easily because this is this this ooze this pulsing mass that's constantly forming back into itself so you snap it and that arm is now just sort of in the air and from the force when you blasted through it it's turned and it's angled and then suddenly that ooze is wrapping around you like these fingers just clamping onto you and you go barreling through the air and I think you land in the living room or what was the living room there's still the foundation so you sort of collapse into where this table would be and that ooze is just holding tight to you Right, your boy is gonna mark. Uh, he's gonna mark. Afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin, you're looking down at Toxin, who is trembling but regaining composure. He grabs up onto your arm and is pulling down on you, like how you would see someone who's drowning trying to claw their way up someone who's trying to help them and he is just pulling you down as he's pulling himself up until he stands upright and just regains his composure and, and flips his hair and just kind of starts to center himself and then you feel this kind of a crushing force in your head in this space that you're in and looking through this window you see Kylie extending her hand out towards you and you're just feeling this immense pressure starting to build what do you do knowing that Kylie is in my head I try to speak to Kylie. Hey, Kylie. Kylie, what are you... Stop. You gotta stop, stop. It's... I'm not... I'm not bad. Just stop, please. And he's just squinting, holding his face, and just trying to sort of reject this, this feeling. Or reject this pain. I was going to make you roll, but when you said that you're not bad, 
you just feel this core resonate in you between her and you feel that pressure fade away as she loses her concentration and then you feel a lot of energy a lot of power and you see her wavering she looks like she's in pain but she's not hurting Doug you are 15 feet underground surrounded by dirt and you feel no air around you you're invulnerable to a lot of things you can take a lot of pain but you can't breathe right now what are you thinking what do you do uh, Doug is panicking absolutely and I think he's, he's trying to dig what he thinks is up and like in, I don't think I don't I don't know if he can fly not really I think he's just like frantically trying to dig up and his mind is racing and he's just scrambling he's, he's a scramble boy right now I don't know if any of you have like almost drowned or anything but it's the worst it's the worst it's the worst it's the worst it's just like it's the worst it's just like oh oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck Mm -hmm. oh fuck like that's literally all that's going through his head can i roll to dig now dig is a two-turn move (laughs) (laughs) that's good oh yes roll uh but ground types are effective against poison types (laughs) (laughs) let's say i mean i I guess i guess it depends on on how you want to do this so you know i think if you're kind of just using brute strength to do it do that but if you're using uh your new abilities that would be unleash your powers um unless it's happening subconsciously i don't think he even thinks to because i do have powers that would get me out of here pretty quickly but i don't think he's he hasn't trained enough with them to to have them be just instinct, you know. Hmm. So I think he's just a scramble boy. He's just clawing his way out as fast as he can. All right, give me that roll for directly engage a directly engage a threat. I mean, yeah, directly engage a threat. I guess would be. And I got a minus two because I'm afraid. Come on, boy. It's a five. Doug, you are scrambling and you have so much power. You can do so much. You could so easily the way that you tore through through Supro, you could do that with the dirt. The way that you can create a barrier around yourself that would push the dirt away from you because dirt is so weak. But right now, you're not thinking. You're scrambling. Your arms that you have used so much to do so much damage, you just can't seem to move them. You just can't find that power because right now you're not Mr. America. You're not Doug Overman. You're just scared. And you're starting to feel really lightheaded. I went ahead and marked hopeless. That's a good one. It's only one, right? Yes. Yeah, it's only one. How many conditions are you at right now? I'm at three. Oh, baby, oh, buddy. Calvin. Toxin commends you. Very good, boy. Very good. It seems you're finally understanding what must be done. Yeah. 
Guess so. Are we done now? Can we go? Done? My boy, we've only just begun. Now who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Oh, this is wonderful. I can't wait. Calvin, they finally know how much we hurt. They understand us now. Are you scared? Calvin, scared to hurt them? My boy, this is how we must speak to them. Like dogs, they must be beaten. It is the only way. To deliver pain is to deliver a message, one which they will receive loud, clear, precisely, and concisely with the utmost urgency. They will finally see, they will finally see, Calvin, just how much we hurt, how much we feel, how much we bury. This is necessary. They will see us. They will feel us. The world will fear us. Now, who is next? Chunk, you have just ripped this arm off of Toxin, and looking behind you, you see the mound of dirt that you know Doug is buried beneath, and Kylie is there seemingly frozen. She just seems very hesitant to do anything. What do you do? I'm not I'm not big enough. I don't have any I don't have any any power left. I can't. I, Kylie, I uh, Mr. Mr. O, Mr. Overman. I and then uh, and then Chunk's just going to kind of look at this arm as it kind of starts to melt and see it kind of go and it's like slide just across the grass and he's just going to say I I don't have enough I need, I, I need to, and then uh, I'd like to try using, uh, using a power, unleashing a power. Mm-hmm. So let me see what my roll is here. Five, four. Okay, I got a ten. Ten. That is a full success. So what are you trying to do? So Chunk has been doing a lot of like using power but he's like skin and bones at this point he's skinny boy i want to try to inhale as much of this giant thing as i can um because because like calvin's got to be in there so i'm hoping that if i can just get enough of it it could like slow him down or buy us some time or something uh so if that's okay, because of course Chunk has names for things, uh, he's going to just be like, uh, st- stomach, stomach of st- of steel, and uh, he's just gonna <laughs> he's just gonna pull his hood up, and uh, so you can't really see his face, so he's just gonna pull his hood up, and then like a bunch of wind and like small little things just begin to kind of fly in under the hood. Ooh, okay, that's an awesome image. Um, all right. So you activate stomach of steel and turn, <laughs> turn your mouth into a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> your face just stretches enormously. So, and just <gasps> <laughs> wait, can you do that one more time? <laughs> <laughs> and this, arm that you had broken off I had said that it was trying to wiggle its way on the ground back to form into this mass and it's now got just tiny bits of itself like it's reaching out towards the ground and trying to drag itself forward but you are just pulling and we see this goop lifted up off of the ground and then just 
and you feel energy back inside of you as your body takes this in and you feel but as you're feeling this course through you you feel this nauseating sickness start to work its way through your body through every nerve ending you have and you feel it just crawling up until it's in your head and your vision is pulsing in this green color until it completely covers your eyesight and then everything is now black as you're standing in a vast void and you feel like your mouth can move but the rest of you feels like it's just buried beneath sand and in front of you you see Calvin just unmoving his head is hung low his eyes gazing at his shoes and standing beside him is a nine foot figure with a scarred face and a wide smile his fingers just as long as daggers Hey, hey, Calvin. Calvin, Calvin. Hey, hey, what did you do to him? Calvin, look, look. You see one of those long fingers extend up and he places it over his lips. Shh. Don't bother the boy. And then he kind of stretches out his arms in this wide arc and they seem to kind of grow and expand and he says there's so much room here Chunk you see where I'm from I find it to be very cramped with so many neighbors thank you for welcoming me into your home now allow me to make myself comfortable and then his hands shoot out, expanding, just causing jolts of pain to explode through your mind. And outside of this, Kylie sees Chunk seize up. His head just rolls back as his chest expands and his body just begins violently shaking. And back inside Chunk's head, we see Toxin faced, just twist up with this excited confusion. What do we have here? And his arms retract, and he is holding this large cardboard box, seemingly beaten with edges covered in duct tape. And it looks extremely heavy, and he walks up to you, and he sets it down in front of you with a smile. Well, uh, sir, that you're, you're inside of, I, I guess, me now? And there is a lot of space, because Calvin listens to a lot of voices all the time, and he does whatever they say, but I've had to learn, I've had to learn how not to listen to voices when, when they say, when they just try to tear me up and, and beat me down and, and, and make me, you're, you're inside of me now, and I'm much better at ignoring voices, so I, I think, maybe... Me and you are just going to sit here for a while. Wonderful. Let's have a seat then. And while we do, why not pass the time by seeing what we have inside? And he opens up this box. On the top of it, you just see notebooks. And they look like they're just kind of stuffed with papers. And he's pulling them out and tossing them. And they open up and you see drawings. But they're nothing that you've particularly drawn. These are more like memories that you have from every bit of your life. And he is just tossing them out. Hey, hey, some of those are kind of cool. Be careful, dude. He laughs. And with this eager sense of anticipation, he's just digging saying, I, I know there's something in here, I know there's something in here, and he's just tossing, and he's working his way down to the bottom, and you see him reach down real low. And then he looks back up at you, and he smiles. And very slowly, his hand pulls up and out, 
And in his grasp, buried at the very bottom of the box, is a wrench. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, hey, that's cool. Don't. I'll take that. What's that? What's that doing? What's that doing in there? Uh... A strange thing to keep buried so deep. It feels dark and shameful. This will do. And then he stands up and just whips you across the side of your face with it, causing you to crumple. And out in the real world, we see Chunk crumple into the dirt, his mouth agape and his eyes glazed over and out of his mouth we see this green ooze and just snaps right back into the mass in front of him. It's then when Kylie cries. She thinks this couldn't be Calvin. He would never hurt Chunk. Not like that. Because Chunk isn't moving. Doug is buried beneath the dirt, and there she stands by herself, alone, against a towering, undefeatable monster that feels like her friend. And in her mind flashes images of her parents, of Supra's death being announced on the news, of her friends, and of Calvin. And then she screams. Emitting from her hands is boundless energy in the form of force. Her hair is pushed back and up, which reveals her eyes just pure white. Her face terrifyingly twisted, yet totally calm. And everything seems to bend and distort. We see debris lifting up as this sickening silence comes across the scene as sounds disappear, colors fade, and time stops. And then violent, beautiful power emits as sound returns and colors explode and time rushes to catch up with itself and toxin begins to vibrate. And it's small at first. These Vibrations, they spread in between every bit of the sludge, separating it from itself, creating small bubbles of ooze which begin to separate into smaller bubbles in this repeating cycle. And we see Kylie, blood dripping from her pure white eyes, her lip quivering, her form absolutely radiant. And we see the backyard, this night sky view obscured with these rising, popping bubbles of ooze that just pop into smaller bubbles, popping into smaller bubbles, popping until there's nothing left to pop. The view is clear in every trace of toxin. Every bit of Calvin is gone. feel senseless, thoughtless, weightless, until you feel the sense of swirling, like you are a raindrop in a boundless ocean. And then you feel connection as bits of your mind and body and spirit seem to find each other, latching and reforming 
and it seems calm and it seems quiet, but then you start to hear other voices. And they sound very distant, but you hear Coolvin say something. But you're just too tired to make it out. And you close your eyes. And then you feel nausea creep across all of your senses. And then you hear something, you feel something coil around you. And as if it was right next to your ear, you hear... No time for rest, boy. There is much to be done. 